This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Father, we just honor you. Um, We just thank you for what you're doing in every single one of our lives. And um, as in our pre-service prayer, we say yes. I want to read, whoa, I might get tipped over. Um, I want to read Psalm 91. I'm not going to keep you all that much longer, but I want to, I want to share Psalm 91 with you because, um, there are so many things, um, happening. And I think, I think a lot of times in the earth or in our life or whatever, we, um, we can get used to, the way things go, not just with God, but in a lot of different arenas. You know, we get used to it being a certain way at work. Um, and then when it's different, we're like, wow. And we can get used to in the church setting, things look in a certain way. Um, and then it's different and we don't understand. And um, like, don't, you know, there was an angel that's running back and forth. So don't be tripped out. You know, I love you, girl. Um, and I think that some of what God is doing in so is um, he's doing so much because of the truth of his word that is decades and decades old in this household. And so there are things that he is able to do that we, if we're just looking for what we're familiar with, um, we might not realize the degree to which he's moving and not just in this house or in our services, but in us and in our lives. And it's one of the things that I've learned, you know, in my journey, my walk, whatever you want to call it with God is he's always doing more than I'm aware of. You know, in, in our households, when our parents raised us, and if you didn't have, you know, great parents, I'm sorry, but in a, in a household where there are really good disciplined parents or, you know, um, parents that love us and especially parents that know God, whatever, um, they're doing far more for you as a child than you're aware of, right? Those of us that had good parents, we know that. It's like, you know, like you don't even appreciate, you know, sometimes you even see like, Daddy always goes to work. Mommy always fixes dinner. I've always got clean clothes. And I think sometimes we get that way in the spiritual realm. You know, like, you know, God moves this way and we sing the songs and I know he's moving. And because we sing the songs a certain way or certain songs and because the pastor or the teacher or whomever brings certain scriptures, I know this is a faith place and, um, and he's moving and I'm comfortable with that. But then things, you know, start changing and things are changing in the church in the earth um there was so much going on in this room tonight and we have half the people that are usually in this room and yet like even um Patrick giving words to different people writing. I mean, his cursive is extraordinary for such a young guy. I'm like, and his words, I mean, like I read it and it's like God went. Anyways, and, and the baby's flagging and it's, 
and the music, like the vibe they caught there at the end, that's not just a song. Like, oh, what a, what great musicians. No, man, God's like seeping into their hearts and has been for years in their training, in their whatever, all, all of, like he's all up in the space. All up in the space. And so even in that vibe at the end, I thought there, however long this, this vibe, this is something happening here. And so sometimes, and this is what I love about God, you get caught in how good that feels, even like to your ears, like that sounds good. And I'm like, I can even feel my body loosen with stuff like that. And you're sort of like, "Mm, I think I might be able, could be a dancer, you know, like, but you, you, because the anointing destroys bondages. Do we understand that? Like, it's not like the church anointing destroys bondages. It's the movements of God. It doesn't have to be here. I can be in my car and there's a certain jazz song by a particular singer that when I hear it, uh, every single time I praise God for my husband because, and it's a jazz song. You know, most Christians would call it a secular thing. I want you to know God doesn't say secular or saved because once he calls it something, it ain't nothing else. Anyways, I'm just saying. So there's got to be some anointing in this song. And so I always am like praising Jesus that Neil and I met because I know there was something supernatural involved in that meeting. But I hear it through that jazz song. And just then the vibe there, there was a vibe and I thought, oh my gosh, the atmosphere in this room. I mean, children are coming forward to like, there's a vibe that's motivating human beings, that's moving human beings. I think sometimes we look for church movement of the spirit rather than holy movement of the spirit. So it causes us to look for church outcomes that we think scripture tells us will always happen this way. And when it doesn't, we're mad. God let us down. But I want you to know God is bigger than circumstances. God is bigger than whether we can trust him or not. God is big enough to handle when I can't and hold me tight until I can. And he'll do things like that, just a rhythm, a beat. The love of God was in that because I happen to know our team flows with love for both God and for us. And so love is a gift from God. True, honorable love, don't look for it just in church work. (laughs) Like, it happens in the atmosphere. And it happens for us every week at so, and I'm like, dang, Jesus, what you doing? Like, I, I feel like I can see some things, but I can't really make them out. You know when the one blind man um, got saved, or got saved, got healed, and like, but at first, like, he couldn't see clearly. And he said, I, I see, like, movement. I can see the outline. But the encouragement was, keep looking. And what happened? He saw clearly. So I want to read Psalm 91 as we close. Yes, we're closing. It's going on 9 o'clock, and I honor your time. But Jesus and God, they don't just teach when somebody's speaking. They're teaching us and guiding us and nurturing us all along the way. And so I want to read Psalm 91 because the, the magnitude of this psalm is really extraordinary. 
like if you, I encourage you, don't just eat scripture. Don't just eat the truth. Chew it and savor it. And if you don't, you know, like if you're not, when you, when you read it, if you're not feeling anything, just keep going back. Just keep going back. So um, I'm going to read it out of the New King James. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You know, that's not a church place. That's not a certain place. That's your place. We each have a place with the Most High God. Like, don't get so religious that, because, I mean, if he's always with us and he never is away from us, then the place geographically might change from moment to moment. That person shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Like when, when you choose to allow yourself to be persuaded, even when you're not, like you allow him to move you, to move you. Um, when in our prayer time, when Kevin said that what God had said by the Spirit to him on Monday was the tide is turning. I thought about the tides of the ocean and what what changes the tides of the ocean. Yes, we know that it's the moon, but it's also winds. Winds affect the tides. And where where is the wind? Does whole isn't Holy Spirit likened to wind and breeze and air movement and he lives in us. And so the turning of tides, some of the turning of the tides in the earth is happening because we're allowing, we're laying down our lives. We're saying, teach me, teach me, Jesus. And I encourage you, as I read this psalm, allow your heart, you know, we can almost stand in the gap for all the rest of our community that's not here tonight and just begin to grab a hold of God that we're willing. And so Wednesdays, there's going to be some stuff that's going to change here in a good way because God is going to nurture us in faith and confidence and trust. And we're all going to grow. And as we grow, he's going to be able to do more and more. And what that is, I don't know. And some of the doing, some people get scared and step back because like, is he going to make me go out and talk to people? I don't want to do that. Do you understand that he knows you don't want to do that? Do you understand that he 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 knows like if maybe you don't even want him to talk to you right now? He knows. He knows. He's not he's not disturbed and so he says, "I'll be quiet and I'll just do a music vibe. I won't even use words." You ever had so many words come at you that you're kind of done? You know, they say that men have a certain number of words a day and ladies have like lots more, but we have a certain number. And sometimes I'm, you know, I'm like a crazy introvert, believe it or not. And so sometimes I get to a point, I, I've used them all. And I mean, I've probably got three times what a normal woman would have. But anyways, sometimes I just feel like I don't have any more. Like, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to say anymore. But God gets all that. So they, we abide under the shadow, the overshadowing. Think of that. Think of that overshadowing, like an overshadowing. When it's so hot on a humid August day in Virginia, don't you want the overshadowing of a huge tree with big leaves? All you got to do is sit there. You don't have to beg the tree to shade you. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. I will say of the Lord... I want you to know there have been a bazillion times, seriously, a bazillion times, that I have said of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, and I'll feel like I'm 
out in the middle of a huge storm and there is no answer. There's no answer. And yet I will say, he is my refuge because the truth is, he is my refuge. And the truth is, he's my God. And the truth is, I do trust him. I just can't feel all of that right now. And I would love to say that some of those times it has been very short-lived, a few hours, a few days. Um, I've gone through a couple of years, you know, when we walked through the thing with our grandson, that there was a lot of feelings that weren't there. And there were a lot of other feelings that were. But he was our refuge and our fortress. We were trusting him. And it took what felt like an eternity for it to manifest, but it did. But I want to tell you, it left a young man having to go yearly for a blood test. His life has been forever changed. Though there was a miracle, his life's been forever changed. You see, the enemy loves to have a question mark. And so you have to learn to have a conviction that way outweighs the question mark. Are you all with me? Verse three, surely he shall deliver you from the snares of the fowler. Surely, surely. Ever had that feeling like, I don't think he's going to do it and I don't think he's doing it and I don't, the, the fowler's got me right now. Ever been got by the fowler? I've been got by the fowler because of my own fault. And from the perilous pestilence, and he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Sometimes I haven't taken his truth the way I should, and then I wonder why he doesn't feel like he's taking care of me. I'm just saying, guys. This is the stuff where sometimes we have to realize some of how we feel is because we're human, and we're not taking the superhuman help. I heard a preacher say here, in fact, it was your grandfather, it's been decades, hasn't it? Probably, probably 15 or 20 years ago. Anyways, he said, let God put his super on your natural. I'm just throwing that question out there. Do you let him put his super on your natural? Because for me, sometimes he's putting his super on my natural and in, just, you know, like, I know you love me, but like tolerate me right now. And if I, if I blow your religious mind right now, just breathe. You'll be okay. Um, sometimes I'm sitting in a place where it's everything but foul language coming out of my mouth. Cause in my head, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Jesus. What, what, what human, like my humanity sometimes bucks like some sort of trained Bronco horse. I mean, that's what feelings do, don't they? Sometimes they buck against everything. And I mean, I've been born again since I was eight. And I've been here in this church for 32 years. That's a long time. Some of you haven't even been born that long. So that's a lot of word. That's a lot of word. But still my humanity gets fed up with life on planet Earth sometimes. But then I have to say, I have to say, the spirit, Kathy, has to say to the soulish, Kathy, sit down and shut up. Because he is my shield and my refuge. Because you know what? When you're desperate and there is nowhere else to go, you better go to him. Because the enemy would love to fill us with that which tells us God is not good. He's been doing it for thousands of years. He's still, I hate to say this, but he's a master at it. He takes all the things that have unfolded on the planet and he puts them in front of your face and says, see, if he was good, why? Why you got children hurt? Why we got a four-year-old in our family with cancer? Why, if he's good? Why? Why do people die? Why this, why that? I mean, 
Why? Some of the answers we'll never get. Some of the answers we wouldn't understand. Some of the answers we don't get because they would so discourage us. If we really found out the, don't freak, brace yourself, the level to which mankind, not Satan, has done some of what we see in the world. We have far more power than darkness. Um, under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Ever Anybody with me and ever been confessing, I am not afraid of what's going on while you're scared spitless. But the scriptures, and this is what the Apostle Paul taught, call the thing that be not as though it were. I'm scared spitless. Don't call yourself scared spitless. You'll get more spitless scared. <laughs> Don't say I'm angrier than I've ever been. You'll get angrier than you've ever been. We need to understand the seed, the power of seed. Seed grows what's in it. Anger grows more anger. Fear grows more fear. Confidence and trust grows more confidence and trust. Nor shall the arrow, or nor the, of the arrow that flies by day. Sweetheart, there are arrows all over the place flying out there. Just turn the TV on and get, go to any news. Even the conservative news. Listen to the conservative news and there's arrows in it. There's arrows everywhere. Uh, just go to the gas pump and start pumping your gas. It's like <laughs> arrows coming at your brain that want you to talk trash about certain people in certain governmental positions. I ain't even going to address it because, I mean, we say like, uh, thank you. Have you seen some of the memes on Instagram and stuff? I, I'm sorry, but I laugh out loud. I said, Jesus, I'm sorry, but they're so funny. They're funny. I mean, it's like, yes. I'm paying over two times for gas what I did when I bought my car three years ago. Anyways. But you know, but but then you know what I say? Thank you, God, I have the money to put it in. There are some that don't. Um, and I don't understand. I feel sad for that. I mean, that's not a good thing that they don't. Um, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. Isn't that discouraging? I mean, I don't like to see other people devastated. I hate that. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample under you sh those you shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, I want to um, I want to do a finale on this. Because therein lies all the preconceived ideas. No evil will befall me. Ever had evil befall you? I've been the perpetrator of evil befalling people. 
Evil can befall you. But here's the promise from God. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Not forsaking means he will never not be what you need in that devastating situation. And so though the enemy sends horrible turmoils on the planet, those who trust in God, even when devastation comes, we lose a loved one, whatever. He's right there with us in those situations. He will uphold us. He will comfort us. We can cry and snot and bawl, get mad cuss, scream, and he will never let go. He's the best parent that ever existed, obviously. But the reason I've gone to this psalm and am saying all these things is because we're going to go into a time and so of um, studying, looking at, discussing, exploring, perusing, dissecting what it really means to trust God. Because a lot of us trust God when it's going the way we want and when it turns out the way we thought. But when it doesn't, where, what happens then? Anybody ever been, I'm, probably every one of us in this room could say we've been in those places where it doesn't turn out and then we start like, seriously, Jesus? What? Anybody, I mean, you may have something going on. I've got a couple of things going on right now. But then I look at, you know, what? To what end if I give up? Because here's what all of us need to know. No man lives to himself and no man dies to himself. And once you're a Christian, there are people watching your life. There are people you influence when you don't even realize you're influencing them. And I'm not saying do it just for others. But isn't that to a degree a really wonderful thing to do to say, I do know, I've seen you faithful here, God. I may have question marks here, but you can handle my question marks. You can handle my anger. You can handle my fears, my insecurities. You can handle where I don't understand what the heck is going on on planet Earth or in my life or in my family or in my situation. Because I want you to know, he is faithful. And I have seen situations turn out quite different than what I dreamed I mean, I literally could cry right now because I'm thinking of one. And the person I love, he's walking in a really difficult place. Really difficult. And God is with him. And God is, and he knows it, and God is keeping him. And no, it didn't turn out the way he wanted. Or how we prayed years ago in trying to trust God for the outcomes. But God has never left him. And so I want to encourage you. I'm not talking here tonight. In fact, I may just shut it down and not even do a pat prayer because I want you to get along with God at home and say, I'm a part of that community on Wednesday nights and I'm, I'm going to search your heart and let you search mine, God. And I, I'm going to give myself just like all the stuff that the guys were singing tonight. We're going to lay our lives down. I want to lay my life down because I want the soothing power that comes in spite of what I'm experiencing. I mean, the power of Jesus in the crusades and in all of the devastation after Jesus' crucifixion when Christians were hung upside down and set on flame to bring light to the streets. They were heard worshiping. Come on, guys. One of the most devastating, they say, you know, things against your body is burns. And these Christians were lit, guys. I'm going to tell you, they were more lit than the fire that was put on them. 
because worship songs were heard in those towns. How, I, I, I'm not saying, you know, let, let's have that happen now. But some of it is happening almost like symbolically. The enemy wants to set us on fire and make us hate God. He doesn't want the light like what Samuel was preaching on Sunday. He doesn't want us to trust God because he knows when humans trust God, things change. Amen. Maybe not exactly the way I would dictate for them to change. You know, like right now, there's a lot going on. Be very wise how you use your words right now. Be very wise. Because we are the prophetic voice. Those that know Jesus are the prophetic voice in the earth. Make sure you don't strike matches the enemy wants you to strike. No condemnation. Say no condemnation. But it's time to a degree. I'm saying I'm ready to grow up more. And so we're going we're gonna to delve into faith. I was going to start it tonight, but then I got to thinking there's so many people that aren't here, and I don't want to you know, lay a foundation in the groundwork for where we're going. And um, I figured I would just sort of embrace you guys and stir you up like we're just going to be ready. And so next week when everybody else comes back, then we're going to take off. Amen. Everybody cool with that? Amen. Okay. So um, you get with God alone and... Um, Say whatever you need to say. I ain't going to tell you what to say. I know the kind of stuff I say. I know if he can handle me, he can handle anybody. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm serious. Been a lot of things through life, you know. Sometimes we think our thing is the worst thing, but God is very creative, and I have found that when I really trust him, the way that he brings joy, the way that he brings peace, the way that he brings strength, I mean, I've got close friends that I've seen go through hellish, hellish things and thrive in God. Thrive in God. Why? The magical power of the love of God and His goodness. And so we're going to, you know, maybe unpack even some of the, you know, faith. Sometimes we so hear the word all the time, but what about confidence and trust and um, nerve and and even a submitted choice to not yield to how I feel and what I think, but to give him space to convince me. Right? Okay, I said I'm not going to do a pat prayer. Those of you that hear this online, love you. I love you guys so much. Get ready, because I believe we're going to have a ball in, in this thing, and I think it's going to stir us up once again, and then take us farther than we've ever been before in really trusting and believing God. Okay? Have a great rest of your week. Love you.